Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. We're back at the Screen the Screener Podcast. Mike Randall here with you again, continuing our team preview series of college basketball, trying to get you ready for NCAA hoops right around the corner. Practices have started, games are coming, and we have a tremendous team preview series for you. Gus and I have gone out, we've contacted all these beat reporters we have interviews coming almost every day we started with Notre Dame the other day with Tom Noy and now we turn our attention to the Louisville Cardinals what a story this program has become not only for its success but for the FBI investigation that is really centered around the campus right now you have Rick Pitino, who is in the process of, of getting relieved of his duties, completely being fired from Louisville. You have David Padgett, the 32-year-old assistant coach, who is now taking over the program. And we got to talk to Jeff Greer. Jeff Greer is the beat reporter for the Courier-Journal down in Louisville. Gave us a tremendous amount of knowledge in this interview, as you'll hear. The Louisville Cardinals came into this season really with so much potential. Last year, they were 25-9, and 12-6 and in the ACC. Had a very up-and-down year early in the year. They had a tough loss to Baylor when they were winning in the Bahamas, and they had a huge comeback by Baylor, and they lost that game, but they were rolling outside of that, so they started the year 11-1, and including a 73-70 win at home over, at that point, number six, Kentucky, and after that, it was a little bit up and down. They then followed that up with a home loss to Virginia. I remember Gus correctly predicted that game that they were going to lose, went to 11-2. Then they ended up beating Indiana. Then they lost at Notre Dame the next night. Then they ran off four in a row, including a nice win over number 7 Duke at the time. Continued on, but they lost at Florida State. Just typical life in the ACC. Then they lost again to Virginia. Virginia really their nemesis at that point. They had a tough loss there at North Carolina. Finished the year beating Notre Dame in the ACC tournament, then losing to Duke. They went into the NCAA tournament. There was a lot of hope for them making a Final Four. It would have been Rick Pitino's eighth Final Four. They crushed Jacksonville State to start and then lost, of course, in a close game to that Michigan team that got so hot in winning the Big Ten tournament and then going all the way to the Sweet 16 where they ran into a tough Oregon team and lost there. But the Cardinals last year, 25-9, and 12-6 in conference. They have some players coming back. We talked to Jeff Greer. He's going to talk about the scandal. We taped this yesterday morning. So he knew about it then. He had a gut instinct that the assistants were going to be suspended, and he was correct on that. So he's really tied into Louisville basketball. He talks about the team, the players, the outlook, how they can do this year, and what the expectations will be. So we continue with our Screen the Screener team preview series. If you like what you hear, folks, please go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and a comment. You can, of course, follow the podcast at SDS Podcast, myself at Randall Rant, R-A-N-D-L-E-R-A-N-T. Same as the website as well, RandallRant.com. 
have all of our rankings up there. Gus is as well. Gus is out there getting schools. He's working hard as well. You can follow him at C Kern, C K E A R N S 12. And we're just thrilled. We're thrilled, folks, to be doing this for you. It's a ton of fun. We got schools coming every day. We started with Notre Dame, and today we turn our attention to probably the biggest spotlight in college basketball right now, the Louisville Cardinals. So here is Jeff Greer of the Courier Journal. We continue our Screen the Screener team preview series here with college basketball with Jeff Greer. Jeff is from the Courier Journal. He writes for them. He covers the Louisville Cardinal basketball team, and he's been kind enough to come on for a few minutes and and preview the team with us. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Greer, J-E-F-F-G-R-E-E-R underscore C-J, and he joins us for a few minutes today. Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Very good. And uh, I guess, you know, we got to start with the sort of obvious question about the FBI investigation in college basketball with the recruiting of players. And, and obviously the sort of stuff is sort of centered around Louisville here recently. Uh, it's affected them in, in a way. Rick Patino is out and 32-year-old David Paget is in. He is a formal Cardinal player, but it's certainly a difficult spot. And I, and I know his assistants right now are not with him in, in practice. So I guess we'll start, Jeff. Why do you think Louisville stayed within the program for Coach Paget with limited experience? And what are you hearing about the status of the other coaches right now as Louisville has already started practicing? Well, we'll start with the coaches, uh, the other coaches. Um, They are meeting with the interim athletic director today. I would be surprised at this point if they are retained by uh, by Louisville just because of the sort of dark cloud uh, surrounding those two and also Rick Pitino, who has already been um, put on uh, administrative leave and the university is moving in the, uh, on the process of firing him for cause. Uh, so they, you know, their status is pretty murky, uh, but I would say it's unlikely to continue um, where they stay, you know, with Louisville, but uh, we'll find out soon here. Um, but as far as, you know, David Paget, you know, I think, there's a couple reasons for that, and I and I totally get it. You know, I'm not from here, so you know, kind of, I've I've sort of experienced both sides of this whole thing. Where you know, obviously, I've been here now for three or four years, and I understand this fan base and and understand that they were freaking out because all of this stuff happened uh, less than I think it was what five days before Louisville had hoped to start practicing. And um, the players were very concerned and, and uh, you know, I don't want to say go so far as to say they were threatening anything by any stretch, but they were v- very concerned that it wouldn't be David Padgett. And they really, really wanted him uh, to just be the familiar older brother type to kind of take over the program, regardless of his experience. He knows them. He knows their tendencies. He's worked really closely with some of their big guys. Um, especially, and, and so they know him, uh, and they know that he's a former player. Uh, he has not been implicated in any of the scandals that have come up uh, so far at Louisville. Now, the flip side to that is, and this is where a lot of people who are not from here uh, have chimed in via text message or phone call or Twitter or whatever it is, um, and, and asked me, um, you know, how how could Louisville go with someone who either – knew about all of this stuff and wasn't implicated or didn't know about all of this stuff and, and was oblivious to, uh, to some cheating that was going on. Uh, and I think those are valid questions. Uh, but, you know, you go back to the fact that they had to make this decision pretty much like two days before practice started, about two weeks before their first public scrimmage. So I think they felt like this was a safe choice. 
a guy who uh, probably won't get them in trouble in any way, shape, or form, and uh, and, and a guy who the players like. And, and in this situation, the players obviously for the university seem to be the, the primary concern at this point. That does make sense. And, and Jeff, one more about that. Certainly five-star recruit Brian Bowen is someone who's been mentioned here, you know, not maybe directly per se in the report, but it's been talked about. Uh, what are you hearing about him? Is he going to be playing? Any speculation you can give us on, on Brian Bowen? I would be absolutely shocked if Brian Bowen ever sets foot uh, on on the um, center floor or plays in a Louisville jersey. I mean, it, this is the type of thing where, you know, the FBI is involved. Uh, we haven't even heard from the NCAA yet as far as anything that they're going to to possibly uh, do with this investigation. So, you know, I, I think Louisville to be safe. That's why I also think they'll, they'll fire their two assistants. I think they just want to be as safe as possible because the one thing you have to remember about all of this is Louisville is already on probation for the escort scandal. Sure. Yep. So they, you know, they're, they're, they're walking on very thin ice right now with the NCAA, and they do not want to uh, hear that phrase "death penalty" start to come into the conversation. Uh, so sure. uh, they're they're probably going to be very cautious with Brian and 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 keep him out. Uh, he is still on campus and still taking classes and everything, but I would be really surprised if we see him play at all. All right, well, let's get to the good stuff. Let's turn our attention to the court. Uh, regardless of that, this team does, Jeff, have absolute top 20 talent. A senior's Quentin Snyder, Anas Mahmood. They give the Cardinals sort of an inside-outside leadership role there. Snyder is the leading returning scorer, 12.4 points, 2.7 rebounds, 4 assists per game. Mahmood was a presence, only started 15 games and averaged about 18 minutes. Are these two guys ready to increase their play uh, and lead this team now in this sort of you know situation and get this to a top 20 level or better? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I know we'll, we'll get to these other guys here, I, I, I think that having Dang Adele and VJ King and Ray Spaulding and, and some of the talented other guys on their roster will definitely help. I, I think Snyder, you know, Quinton's a, uh, sort of an underappreciated uh, player at Louisville. I, you know, he he's not going to be your leading scorer most nights. You know, he's not going to be – a top assist guy, although, you know, he, he's improved every year in that category. He's gotten better as a shooter uh, and has really just kind of evolved into a little point guard who can kind of get into cracks and crevices and, and make things happen. But he needs, you know, he can't be the main guy. Uh, that's where Dang Adele and VJ King uh, come into play. Honest Mahmood, uh, big-time shot blocker. Uh, has gotten a lot bigger. He's added a bunch of weight to his frame. He was playing at about 200 pounds last year, seven foot 200, and um, that showed against bigger, more physical lineups. He is up to 230 now, so he's added a bunch of weight in the offseason to his frame. Uh, so we'll see if that has, you know, if that'll help him in any way, shape, or form. I would think it would. Um, but those two guys, their most valuable role on this team right now is they have been through so, so much over the last couple of years, and their leadership uh, and experience will really help, especially Honest Mahmood. He is a very vocal, super smart kid. He was studying engineering, realized it was a, a, quite a significant undertaking while playing college basketball, but sure. just a super, super smart kid and, and is a guy they can really rely on to help them 
kind of get through all of this. Yeah, those and those are the seniors. Now, the two key players, like you mentioned, are the juniors, are Ray Spalding. And I know people are very high on, on Spalding coming into the year. 6'10", 215. He was sort of inconsistent last year, but the talent is certainly there. And of course, I think Louisville got a, a big sort of boost when Dang Adele decided to return. I think he's a tweener type of guy, Jeff, so I was glad to see him come back. It was 12 points, 4.5 rebounds. But at 6'7", 200 pounds, I think another year really makes a big difference for Dang Adele. So how do you see Spalding and Adele uh, playing out this year and uh, can Adele now that he's returning and he tested the waters can he play himself into a possible first round NBA draft pick next year yeah it's a great uh, comment about being a tweener I mean that's the thing that Deng has uh, that I think probably will continue to be attached to him is he doesn't do one thing great you know he's not um He's not uh, Donovan Mitchell, who, you know, you knew as a freshman that he was just an explosive athlete who was going to, you know, have these crazy dunks and, and keep you on his hip on these straight line drives and, and really be an effective uh, scorer in that way. Uh, just not, that's not who Deng is, but um, he's gotten a lot better. And, you know, he's, he, he really came into his own at the end of the season. He is a very uh, effective driver of the basketball um, he was getting into the lane pretty much at will. And I think he's going to be used at the two this year, uh, sort of an interchangeable position with VJ King, who would be the, either the two or the three, but, um, you know, he's a guy who can definitely play his way into that conversation. Uh, he's considered sort of like a fringe second rounder, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think he's going to be their go-to guy this year and, and, um, there's every reason to believe he can take that step. You know, one of those flammable players that team teams need, some guy who can sort of put fill it up really, really quickly, is VJ King. He's a big time scorer. He was forty two percent from three point range. You know, typically freshmen don't always play a lot, particularly at a great program like Louisville. But he's another guy I think the Cardinal fans are looking to sort of take the next step. He was only 13 minutes per game last year. And I think there were some rumors he needed to work on his defense, of course. But is VJ King sort of an impact guy that can take a huge leap, you know, even even like a Spalding, same sort of area, and help Louisville on the offensive and defensive end? Well, if Louisville wants to do anything – uh, this year, yeah, that they have to. Um, Ray Spaulding's got to be a guy who gets 10, 10 to 12 points a game. I mean, he has to. And then B.J. King, you know, we saw him score 24 against Virginia. Uh, he was completely, you know, just brimming with confidence um, a lot of times. But he would get yanked off the floor for his defensive um, kind of – not necessarily his that he was struggling – at defending his guy one-on-one, but more, he wasn't getting through screens. He was mentally, he would mentally fatigue uh, and that drove Rick Pitino crazy. Uh, So he wouldn't be in the right positions or, you know, just the little things that, you know, obviously you you have to learn as you go at the college level, especially when you're playing UNC and Duke and and teams like that. So, uh, but he's a guy who's, you know, he's, he's probably going to be a starter. I mean, it was only a question of, if it would be him or Brian Bowen starting uh, with the other guys, and and obviously Brian Bowen, I don't think is going to be around. So uh, it's it's VJ's chance to step in and go from probably 13 to probably doubling his minutes, maybe playing even more than that. So he's you know I don't want to put a Donovan Mitchell or Terry Rozier uh, label on him because those two guys went from you know frequently used sixth men as freshmen to first round NBA draft picks. But I do think that VJ has that potential this year. 
Yeah, that would be huge for the Cardinals. And and if you look at their schedule here, Jeff, big early season game, the uh, the ACC Big Ten Challenge on November 28th. They are at Purdue. Those certainly will be two top 25 teams. There's Seton Hall, who should be very good this year. Indiana, of course, uh, with Archie Miller there. And then the big matchup with Kentucky on December 29th. And, and the out-of-conference schedule is certainly tough. And, of course, in-conference, a little bit of a break, Jeff, in that they only see Louisville, Duke, NC, and ND once, but only UNC is going to be home. That's a tough schedule for David Padgett's first year, no? Yeah, and it, you know you're having to navigate just a ridiculously good ACC. I mean, it's there's you know uh, I I look at this list and I did a power rankings. I don't even remember the last time I did them, but maybe June. And you know I was about through eight or nine teams, and I'm still thinking you know these these other teams that are kind of hunting uh, to be sort of mid table, mid standings to me look like tournament teams. And so, you know, that's, that alone uh, is, is going to be real tough. But like you mentioned, I mean, Purdue on the road, uh, that's a, a, you know, they don't have uh, Biggie Swanigan anymore, but still a really experienced team at West Lafayette, which will make it even tougher. Um, you know, I'm very intrigued to see Indiana and Seton Hall both play at, at Louisville, Indiana, obviously with a new coach and Archie Miller. The Kentucky game is just always, uh, a tough one. Uh, we'll see if David Padgett has a better record against John Calipari than Rick Pitino did. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, this, is, uh, this is as tough as it's going to get for a guy uh, stepping into a new job, 32-year-old who's never coached before, um, who's never been a head coach before. So this is, uh, it, it should be one of the top five or ten schedules in the country by the end of the season. Uh, and if, if, you know, Louisville gets 20, 22 wins or something like that um, before the tournament, I think David will have done himself uh, a lot of favors uh, as, a, as a head coach. Jeff, we're out on the East Coast. You know, Kentucky, Louisville, it doesn't get any better than that. Can you just give us a quick sort of insight? What is that game like? I mean, when Louisville plays Kentucky, <laughs> what is it like? That It must be crazy. I mean, my, my partner and I are two, you know, college basketball vagabond hoops junkies, so we love it. And someday we got to get down there for that game. But what? tell us, what is it like when those two teams play? It must be incredible. Okay, so, you know, I was just with someone last night who went to college in, in North Carolina at one of the smaller schools there. And uh, she was talking about um, Duke versus UNC and comparing it. And I likened it to uh, Duke UNC is, is two financial advisors wearing nice, you know, suits who are kind of joking with each other. <laughs> and Kentucky versus, Kentucky versus Louisville is like two people at the state fair just beating the crap out of each other. I mean, these, these, seriously, I mean, these schools, these fan bases, I mean, it is, they brag over each other about every little thing, like, uh, the things that you just wouldn't even think a fan base would be super proud of, they talk about. They Every single thing is, well, at least we're not you. At least we're not you. And <laughs> it is the last week has been just incredible, um, you know, Kentucky Schodenfraud with all the, the stuff going on here of just like, I mean, the, the hatred level is unparalleled. If you wear blue, for instance, I was told uh, we actually, speaking of the state fair, we go to the state fair every year. And, um, you know, we had this little booth and, and this woman came up and she's head to toe in Cardinals gear and said, if you are wearing the color blue, I will not address you. I will not look <laughs> you in I the love eye it. and I it's will great. not talk to you. So it's, it's like that. It's to the nth degree. It's insane. 
Oh, that is great. I, I love it. I, lo- I love hearing that passion. That That's what it's all about. One more, Jeff, and we really appreciate your time with us. We'll just give you one more and get you out of here. I guess I'm going to go prediction on you. You know, a lot of returning talent for Louisville. They have leadership. They have scores. They have size up front. Snyder's a great senior guard. I guess what do you see as the expectations with David Padgett as a first-year coach with a team that has a lot of talent? You know, certainly we're going to root for him because we hate to see the kids in the school get punished for something like this. But what do you? how do you think they're going to do in the ACC and how do you think they're going to do in the NCAA tournament? Well, you know, I guess part of it is it, it sort of remains to be seen what they're going to look like with David Padgett as their head coach. I would think that they're going to be pretty much the same style. Uh, I would guess that they're going to have to kind of I hate the phrase dumb it down, but maybe like simplify things a little bit on the defensive end. Brick, you know, obviously played a pretty complex defensive system. So uh, the flip side to all of that is, you know, as we were talking about earlier, they've got a bunch of experience on this team. And, you know, that that's going to help them a lot. Their talent level, even without Brian Bowen, to me is a top four ACC talent level. Um, obviously, Miami and Duke are going to be very, very, very talented. North Carolina will be right there. But I, I don't see why they can't finish in the top four or five in that league. And, I, I mean, I think that they can win probably 22 games, 23 games, 24 games, somewhere in there, kind of similar to what they've done. And, uh, you know, get like a, a three or a four seed in the NCAA tournament and be a, a competitive team. Uh, you know, but the, the biggest question, again, remains to be, what else falls in all of this scandal stuff and if it will impact uh, the team at all, when will it happen? Because you just, you know, if you're traveling to Chapel Hill or something and that happens, you don't want to be having to deal with that. So uh, I think they've got all the talent in the world. They've got a lot of experience. I think they like having David Padgett who's poised and smart. Uh, It's just a matter of kind of navigating uh, the outside world a little bit. Absolutely. And we're rooting for them. Louisville is one of the legendary college basketball programs in the country. Certainly, like we said, the kids, the school, and certainly for David Padgett, we want to see good things happen. So, Jeff, can't thank you enough for joining us today, folks. Jeff Jeff Greer from the Courier Journal. Follow him on Twitter at Jeff Greer underscore CJ. Thanks so much, Jeff. We'll be following you. You cover everything in Louisville there, Louisville basketball. So we'll be following you during the season and, and best of luck. And thanks so much for coming on here. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.